Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Thank you for tuning in. A lot of feedback after yesterday's podcast. We're going to stir up more trouble today with Patrick Wood, today's guests, and we're going to talk about uh, mask mandates and all kinds of other things. We'll look at some studies as well that are coming out that I think no matter what study or proof or research comes out, there are always going to be people that will disagree. Why? One reason is they probably already have their minds made up. But let's open in prayer. Um, Father, give us wisdom today and every day, Lord, we need it. And more and more as um, so much confusion and deception is going on in our country and in the world. And this is not a surprise, but we know that you are not a God of confusion. You are a God of order and you are a God of truth and righteousness. And we pray, Lord, that we would see things from a biblical perspective from an eternal perspective and you would give us eyes to see that way when we're looking at uh, world events and let's just start with your word father we thank you for the truth we thank you that we can know you we thank you that you invite us to approach you boldly and receive mercy and grace when we need it and we sure do need it in uh, this year 2020 and whatever is going to happen in the future lord we trust you because we know you have it all in your hands So we ask that you'd encourage our faith today and give us um, things that would challenge our thinking, challenge our minds, and and let us not uh, fall for the deception of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 37 uh, says, Do not get upset because of evildoers. They will wither quickly like the grass. Psalm 33, uh, verse 10 says, The Lord nullifies the plans of nations. He frustrates the plans of of people and Daniel 6 26 27 says for he is the living God and enduring forever his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed and his dominion will be forever and ever oh we're blessed to have Patrick Wood back with today technocracy news and citizens for free speech Patrick thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today it's my pleasure I'm always glad to be back on with you for sure Uh, Well, we were talking before we got on air and wondering where to start today, but let's just start with uh, deception. I'm getting emails from people. um, In fact, one of these comes from uh, someone that that is a member of Citizens for Free Speech, and she was having issues with an employer about mask uh, mandates, uh, having to wear a mask, I don't know for how many hours, at work. And a lot of Christians, not just Christians, Patrick, a lot of citizens, are struggling with this. I would just love to get your thoughts on this right off the top. There's going to be more um, struggling in the future. I could just almost guarantee that. Uh, Regardless of who gets seated as president, um, the entire narrative has been ripped away from uh, the politicians at this point, um, even though there's still governors and stuff are still doing things, and so are cities and counties. But uh, right now, it looks like the, the global corporations are the ones that are going to be driving um, this entire uh, narrative in the future, uh, not only with the mandates, for instance, to wear masks on airplanes, um, 
when you go in big box stores and stuff like that. Uh, but also for the vaccines, too. That's the next wave mm-hmm. that's coming. Um, and the vaccines will not necessarily be mandated by government, although they could be. But the corporate world is going to make sure that they put you between a rock and a hard place to force you to take a vaccine. Uh, for instance, if you ever want to fly on an airplane again, uh, you'll have a vaccination certificate. Uh, if you want to go into certain stores or you know certain businesses or go on a a cruise liner or whatever, um, you'll have to have a certificate of vaccination. Wow. And this is just spread way beyond simply the political process at this point. And it, uh, it, it's a societal problem. Now it's a society wide, globally wide program mm-hmm. that, um, is going to be very difficult for citizens to push back against, but we must try. So would you advise some of them, and I've gotten emails on this subject, and one, in fact, uh, you know, knew that you were going to be on with us today, and uh, when it comes to people going to their employers, how would you encourage them to approach it? Because there are going to be lawsuits. There already have been, I'm sure, but we're going to hear more and more people saying, well, I can't wear a mask for eight hours on my job and just take it off for lunch. Uh, what, what advice would you give people who are really struggling with this? Well, you're going to have to be prepared um, to lose your job for one thing. That's uh, I, I just uh, corresponded this morning <clears throat> with a nurse that worked up at Mayo Clinic in uh, the, the Phoenix area. Here is one of the the, the large. Well, everybody knows who Mayo Clinic is, I guess. But um, they forced her to wear a face mask, and she just physically could not. She got a horrible rash on her face and all of her neck and stuff. It was just a mess, and she finally quit. But here's the thing. Um, you know, I, I remember back to the Old Testament where Ruth um, uh, made an appeal to Boaz about, uh, you know, the future of, uh, of the, the Jewish people. <clears throat> and she made an appeal. And th- this is basically where, where we need to be at this point. And so really the only thing we can do, you cannot force a, an employer, especially a large one, to bend because you tell them to bend. But you can make an appeal, and an appeal means um, not in anger, not in frustration, not you know throwing eggs and making accusations and this sort of thing. But you can make an appeal based on the facts that you have at your disposal, and ask um, you know ask employers if they would just reconsider the position, and if they just say no, we won't, and too bad for you, whatever you know what you have to do. Mm. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to sue them. Well, good luck with that. You know, the courts right now are all turned the other direction. They don't want to they don't want to entertain suits on this. Wow. And uh, OSHA is missing an action, so is the ADA. They're not they're not active right now. They they've just basically withdrawn from uh you know, having anything to do with the workplace uh, as far as COVID is concerned. So, there's no place to turn. Hmm. Well, we need to turn to God um, if, if people haven't already, and in some cases, people in the church need to turn back to God, because I think we were cruising along last year, Patrick, we were all, you know, life was going pretty well, and, you know, things were going well, and we we're all of a sudden confronted with so many issues on so many fronts here in this year, um, starting with uh, COVID. Well, of course, before that, the unprecedented attacks on uh, President Trump and the administration, the accusations of Russian collusion and everything else, you know, trying to, to impeach him. And then we got the had the covid uh, lockdowns and, and just so much has happened this year. And some people 
have lost loved ones. Some people have had uh, family members in nursing homes, and they still can't go see them. This has been really hard. There's an article on your website. It says, Stop Technocracy. Americans must rebel against lockdowns, mandated masks, and forced vaccinations. Now, when you say rebel, um, obviously you're saying what you just shared about it. So I'm going to your employer and saying, all right, well, I just can't work here anymore. Is, is there more you can share with us about what, what is beyond that? Just just saying, okay, I can't do this. What about stores? What about stores that you go want to go shopping and they're requiring masks or restaurants? That's exactly right. People have, pe- people have to make a decision on how much they're willing to sacrifice or pay uh, for the right to exercise freedom. And, mm. you know, this is still, at this point, it, it could change very rapidly, as you know. But at this point, America still has a measure of freedom and latitude uh, that is afforded us to um, to insist that these policies be reversed. And I know a lot of people say, well, we just, you know, just let it be, you know, let whatever happens, happens, case sarah, sarah. And we, you know, we'll just take whatever comes. And if, if that's if that's somebody's opinion, well, that's fine. Um, but I do believe that that Christians, especially, and, and way beyond just Christians, because we're still kind of in a minority right now in, in America, but Christians especially have, um, I believe, have a mandate to expose the deeds of darkness. Hmm. And to reveal to other people and to themselves, you know, what, what's going on, what truly is going on in the world. The things that are happening right now, evil is, come, evil is closing in on America like crazy, like never before. It's always been here. And there's always been evil things and always been evil men. But today, <clears throat> um, evil is coming upon the entire planet all at once. And in America especially because they evil really wants to get rid of us because mm-hmm. we're kind of the last man standing for liberty yep. and freedom in the world. <laughs> so we're, we're the, really in the crosshair. And, you know, I, I, I fully recognize and acknowledge that uh, the Lord could return at any time, any minute. And I wish he would. Yes, <laughs> I really do. But in the meantime, we have a responsibility to, I think to, to God himself and also to our fellow man. These are our, our fellow citizens that we're, you know, we live near and work with, et cetera. They may not know the Lord, but um, they're still citizens. They're still people, and they still have, uh, you know, the a measure of dignity that needs to be respected, and we should care about them. And so, you know, as, as we as we push back against this stuff, um, it just it 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 helps to open other people's eyes as to what's really going on. And it also puts the word of God out front where it belongs. You know, Christians have been silent on issues like, Oh, you know, abortion, for instance, and prayer in school, those sorts of things. Um, There's been a lot of pushback, but there's been a lot of Christians who just won't have anything to do with it. They, They won't, you know, be involved with that kind of thing. But now that this is coming on the whole country and the whole world, uh, it's been a way, I think it's been a huge wake up call for, for a lot of Christians who were just kind of yep. cruising along. And now all of a sudden they realize they're trapped and, and, you know, like for instance, they can't get into Costco anymore because they, you know, they, they have a mask policy and they mm-hmm. can't wear a mask and say, Oh, what are we going to do now? Where are we going to buy our food? Huh. Well, 
<laughs> it's, it's getting down and personal, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we need a mask so, to buy and sell. Well, I know. You either roll over <laughs> and just play dead and ignore the whole thing and, you know, sheepishly crawl off in the corner, or you stand up and say, this is absolute nonsense. Mm. Absolute nonsense. And it really is. The whole thing right now is just, just over the top in craziness. I think the majority of our audience would agree with you, uh, Patrick, and we shake our heads and go, wow, how could so many Americans be just going along with us or willing to submit to some of these things? Uh, before we get to your website, a couple of websites. First of all, nomasksforkids.com, nomasksforkids.com. Also, I want to talk about Citizens for Free Speech, but mm -hmm. I've got another email it says, uh, thank you for continuing to talk about this pandemic. And I wanted to write because I keep hearing from other Christians, uh, they want things to get back to normal, or they're ready for things to get back to normal. But it feels like no one is willing to step up locally in our community or church. What would you say to this, first of all, this idea that a lot of people go, boy, I can't wait till things get back to normal. They're never going to be back to normal. But what would you say to that? And also someone who's just waiting for a church leader to say, this is not, not only is it not constitutional, we have a mandate to worship God in the way that we worship him and not be required to do anything from the state. So what, what are your thoughts on those two things? Wow. Well, number one, you can forget returning to normal. Yes. That's behind. Yep. Uh, it's not going to happen. And I, I hate to say that. I hate to admit it. But uh, at, at this point, it's very clear to me that the world will never return to what it was a year ago. And that's in intentional, by the way. That's It's not our fault, but it is intentional. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> as far as, you know, as far as what we have to deal with right here immediately, um, the, the only direction that Christians can take at this point is not simply just to uh, sit around the living room or wherever and complain about how bad it is. That just is not sufficient anymore. Um, if they want to be engaged, if they want to be salt and light, they're going to have to get out where the people are and talk to them and communicate and interact and persuade and preach, yes, and teach and all those things. Hmm. You can't do it while you're hunkered down in your bedroom. And of course, the enemy knows that. That's why we have all these lockdowns. But when you look at the First Amendment, and the very first, there's five things in the First Amendment that are, are uh, important. The first one is the freedom and the right to exercise religion. The second, of course, is free speech, then freedom of the press, then the right to assemble, etc. Mm -hmm. All five of these points have to do with communication. That is opening your mouth and speaking to people. Yes. Communicating. And the founders of our country knew that communication was essential to maintaining a constitutional republic. The attack on free speech right now and the attack on churches and so on, all of this is designed to shut down communication. Because they know, the enemy knows, if they can shut down communication, then everything's gone. We, we've lost everything if we can't communicate anymore. Um. And in particular, the, the churches have been under attack in America, and by and large, 
pastors are just retreating in droves. Yes. Oh, we just, you know, we have to obey whatever the government says. And, you know, if we can't uh, have more than 50 people in church at a time, so be it. You know, we'll just do it with Zoom or something. And um, this is crazy talk. Yes. Uh, as far as you know, this is absolutely insane. It's like somebody is condemning you to death and you say, where can I buy the rope? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. So, you know, we, we need to have, we as Christians, and, and the rest of America needs to have, you know, kind of grow a spine on this, too. If we don't have a healthy communication, ability to communicate in our country, there will be no more country. That's just that simple. Every revolution in history, at least in the last 150 years, the first thing the revolutionaries have done when they come into a country is they take over the media. They take over the radio stations, the TV stations, the newspapers, et cetera. Done. They take control of them, and they shut off communications. Mm -hmm. And you, you look around our country as well, you know, the media, yeah, what media are you talking about? You know, all the media has gone completely leftist berserko, right? Yes, yes. And all the newspapers, same thing. You've got a few alternative blogs that, uh, you know, are putting out some good information. But by and large, communication and the media has already been taken over by these people. And now they're coming after conservative talk radio, Christian talk radio. Um, they're coming after anybody else that's writing, you know, stuff out there, investigative journalism and stuff. And they're trying to shut down communication. And this this is exactly where uh, where we find ourselves today is that what are we going to do? Are we going to allow communication to be shut down or are we going to do something about it? And I might I just have to say the Bible is very clear that there's one thing that Christians should never do, and that is shut their mouth. <laughs> mm. Amen. Never. never. Amen. We don't have any mandate whatsoever to shut our mouth, except in wisdom. And, you know, there are some certain situations where it's, you know, it says, to, well, stay silent in, in this situation. But this is not one. And Christians are exhorted to preach the gospel. They're, they're exhorted to teach disciples, make disciples. That, all, that requires communication. And for all of the 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 pre-witnessing work that we do in society where we build relationships with people to get the right to speak to them, right, about the Lord and about the Bible and whatever, mm -hmm. um, all of that involves communication. And right now, people are scared to death to communicate. They're scared to death to be confronted. They need to get over that. Yes. It's, this, is, this is the new normal. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to learn how to communicate with people who are really quite hostile. And how are you going to do that? You're just going to say, well, I just want to talk to him. I don't want to go out there. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to, you know, don't want to get close to that discussion. Well, uh, may the Lord give you strength. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and attitude change. Get out there and mix it up. You don't have to be rude or nasty or, you know, throw rocks or anything like that. But <laughs> you still need to get out there and open your mouth and interact with other people. Amen. And, uh, uh, boy, I'll tell you, America right now is on the verge of losing its ability to communicate altogether. And some people still just don't say, well, I don't see why that's so important. Well, here's what I tell people. Everybody knows somebody's been divorced. Everybody. If you haven't had one in your own past, you know somebody's been divorced. And if you were a friend along the way and you ask him, you say, well, what, you know, you guys look like a perfect couple. What, what, what happened for Pete's sake? you invariably will hear from whether it's the man or the, or, or the woman, well, communication just shut down. 
Hmm. Right. Well, he wouldn't talk to me anymore. And, or, you know, she wouldn't discuss anything with me, you know, just got mad at me and is always arguing and stuff. And I couldn't, you know, we, we couldn't communicate. And then what happens? Well, then the lawyers come and get involved and and a divorce takes place and a relationship is murdered. Hmm. Well, communication on a personal basis is easy to understand like that in terms of divorce. But when you take it to a broader scale, you know, you look at, well, what about uh, what about my city? What about our country? And, you know, yada, yada. It's like, why wouldn't the same principle apply on a larger scale for Pete's sake? And this is exactly what's happening. Yes. We see this. We see the rioting in the streets. We see the 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 fist fights now starting to occur in, in uh, Senate chair, you know, co- congressional chambers around the country. Um Communication is broken down and the knives are coming out. And many people even suggest we're close to civil war right now. I yeah, hope not. Yeah, we may be heading down that path, but uh, it'll take a while to get there. Patrick Wood is with us today, Technocracy News and Trends. When we come back, we're going to ask him how concerned he is about big tech. We're also going to answer the question, to mask or not to mask? And we'll talk about a new study that came out, face masks don't protect against COVID. What? More on Standard for the Truth next. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Our guest today is Patrick Wood, Technocracy News and Trends. And he's got a couple websites, Citizens for Free Speech. I want to send you over there and also a brand new site, um, or relatively new, called NoMasksForKids.com. And there's some... Uh, just a lot of testimonies of, of uh, students and, and children having problems and issues, health issues with masks and other things, sicknesses, trouble breathing. So we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, let's continue on the subject of communication because we're seeing this amazing transition here in America. And when I, when I see a, say amazing, Patrick, I mean not good where Christians and Republicans or conservatives or just independent people that want to get the truth out there, our voices are being limited. We are being censored. And big tech is one of those things, entities that controls a lot of information. How concerned are you where communication and information is concerned about big tech and what they're doing? Well, this is why I started Citizens for Free Speech in the first place in early 2018 was I saw the collision that was taking place between the big tech companies like uh, like Facebook and Twitter and Google and <clears throat> that alarmed me to the point I said man we got to we got to take action right now and mm. I didn't see anybody else doing it I said I'm starting citizens for free speech and I'm going to throw it out there and uh, we've uh, fortunately been very successful at growing a national organization and getting a lot of people on board uh, with pr- protecting and defending the first amendment but big tech is an expression of technocracy. I don't want anybody to miss that. Mm-hmm. These people are not Marxists. They're not communists, and they're not, uh, uh, you know, they're not socialists. They're, they're, uh, they're technocrats. You can't look at a, a Jeff Bezos. You can't look at an Elon Musk. You can't look at a an Eric Schmidt and say, oh, there goes, um, there goes a Marxist. No, you you just absolutely can't say that. These people are technocrats, mm-hmm. and they're intent on ruling the world. They want everything. Um, you know, slanted towards them. And they have the power. They're using this high technology is way beyond the understanding of most people, um, the vast majority of people. 
And they're using it in a huge scientific engineering, uh, social engineering project to control people. Hmm. It's just control. And that's only one arm of it. But big tech right now is a total expression of technocracy. And where it's headed towards is scientific dictatorship. Um, historically, we've, we've always been able to get our hands on dictators like uh, Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin and whoever. Uh, when you have a dictator, you can go after, well, the people can rise up and get arms or something and go take them out. But in a scientific dictatorship, you cannot do that. Who do you go? Who do you go? Uh, they, uh, science doesn't have a neck. You know, the, the algorithm is just out there. You, you don't understand it. You can't program it. You don't even know what server it runs on. Um, it's, you're just at its mercy. And people need to wake up to this. You know, if you go to your bank machine and try and get $500 out on a weekend, um, it won't give it to you because there's a limit of 200 bucks or 300 bucks uh, per day on the weekend. It doesn't matter if you have a million bucks in the bank. You can't, they're not going to give it to you. Now, well, you could pound on the bank, a uh, bank machine. You could holler at it. You can kick it. You can do whatever you want to do. You're not going to get any more than two three $300 out of that thing, whatever it says. You're at, you're at the mercy of that machine. That's scientific dictatorship hmm. in a microcosm. And, it, you know, this is where we're headed with big tech. They got us corralled. Yes. And we've got artificial intelligence is running everything now. It's not a person. You know, face, Facebook is not moderated by a person. It's moderated by an algorithm. That's how they can deal with billions of people on a daily basis and kick out who they want to kick out. It's in the algorithm. But it's been programmed by people, right? It has. Mm -hmm. Absolutely it has. Yep. And it but it takes on a life of its own. Once it's, uh, once it's released, mm. it starts to learn, if you will, on its own. And it starts to make decisions based on its own, even though there was people originally programming it. And some people may still be in control of it to modify the code. Once the code is put in place, it runs autonomously and automatically. And we see this in China, for instance, with a social credit scoring system. Perfect example. Mm -hmm. There's people standing behind it pushing buttons and stuff. But the algorithm in China will determine what privileges you get in society based on your behavior and based on your choices and stuff that you do. And you can't fight it. If, if, if you get a, a red, uh, red square come up on your smartphone that you've been blocked from such something, you can't fight it. You, there's, not, there's nowhere to appeal. You just say, oh, well, I guess I don't do that. The website is citizensforfreespeech.org, and you say on there, now is the time to draw the line in the sand and say no more. One thing you say is an egregious violation of the First Amendment is wearing face masks and practicing social distancing. First of all, I'd love for you to elaborate on that, and then we'll get into your the newer website, which is No Masks for Kids, and just talk about some of these testimonies and some of these problems people are having with face masks. And it just astounds me that so many are still willing to go along with these things and really not look at some of the issues. You're absolutely right. And the, the, the idea with face mask and, and the first amendment is pretty easy to understand. Um, and I do believe that we've had a, on a specific intentional attack on the first amendment through this whole uh, pandemic process. But, Nobody can say that you have free speech when you have a muzzle on your mouth. Uh, 
where people cannot understand you and you cannot understand people. This is insane. Wow. How can you have free speech? It's just, it's just it's an oxymoron. Wow. Um, and when it comes to social distancing, uh, how can you have peaceable assembly? Well, you can't. And, you know, even our own Justice Department uh, issued a, a, a statement a few months ago, and they were contributing to a lawsuit that uh, was a church had sued a local city over discrimination. And even our own Justice Department wrote something like this. This is just a short paragraph, a sentence. It says, there is no pandemic exception, however, to the fundamental liberties the Constitution safeguards. Indeed, individual rights secured by the Constitution do not disappear during a public health crisis. These individual rights, including the protection of the Bill of Rights, that would be like in the First Amendment, made applicable to the states through the 14th Amendment, are always in force and restrain government action. And restraining government action here is really kind of the key to this whole thing. Yes. Wow. But they flipped the tables on us and said, no, you're going to shut up and you're not going to meet anymore. You're not going to be talking. You're not going to be getting together where you can cause trouble for us <laughs> or whatever. And so you say, well, in society, that's okay. I mean, who cares if the American Legion meets or not, you know, or the, the Brotherhood of Moose or, you know, some other club. But, hey, listen, when your church gets pounded and you're told you can't have more than 25 people in your church at a time or you can't sing anymore— uh, ooh, it gets personal real fast, you see. Free speech means you can speak and you can assemble and talk, et cetera. And this whole pandemic thing has shut down the First Amendment in America. And that's why we are so kind of hopping, hopping up and down excited about this issue. This is not what we want as Americans. And I don't care what we have in society for you know, for a flu going around or a virus going around, whatever it is, it is not worth giving up our entire country and our entire way of life and our entire economic system. It's no. simply worth it. No, it is not worth it. Um, man, there's so much I want to ask you, Patrick, but I want to move on to um, mm -hmm. before we get to children and issues with masks. Uh, there was a study you were on with us several months ago, and we talked about a lot of these issues, talked about, in fact, uh, the title of that was um, As Activists Distract America, Globalism Advances, and COVID was the big subject we talked about last time. One of the yeah. things we talked about was a study on social isolation that increases risk of death from all causes by 50%. So we, before we get to children— um, has there been any updated studies that you're aware of based on social isolation? And uh, we know from nursing homes and assisted living, that's been just so tragic. But do you know of any other studies that you can um, share with us about social isolation and what they're finding about what this is causing? I haven't seen any more studies exactly like okay. that. It was pretty definitive, I have mm -hmm. to say. Yes. We have, but we see the aftermath of that as we... Uh, see the statistics rising across the country on suicides, on depression, yes. on drug over, you know, drug abuse, um, alcohol abuse. Um, all of these things are uh, symptoms of that social isolation, and it's just run amok in our country. And what 
again, common sense would tell you these people at the top, uh, the, these, this, the, the medical dictators, if you will, are saying, well, we're interested. In, we only want to save lives. We want to protect you. Well, yeah, okay, so you're saving 500 lives on the right hand, but you're losing 2,500 lives on the left hand because of what you did on the right hand. Yes. This is not, this is not an equation that makes any sense on the surface of it or any other way. Why Americans don't get this intuitively is just almost beyond me. Mm-hmm. But, yes. <laughs> you know, it's destroying the fabric of our country. It's destroying an entire generation right now of young people. It's just absolutely decimating them. They're going to come out of their youth with more psychological problems than uh, than any generation in probably in history. It's just absolutely over the top. And this is very serious because they already are being brought up in a godless system of entertainment, yeah. Hollywood media, and the public schools. It is an anti. Christ. It's not the Antichrist, but it's an anti-Christian system. Now they're going to have mental and emotional problems from all of this. Uh, I mean, there was a study done, um, I think last time we talked about it, the world has practically sacrificed its elderly to protect hospitals. You've seen that in nursing homes. But before we run out of time, I did want to get to your website, No Masks for Kids. So let's transition now. We know that social isolation is not good. We know that people are having problems with masks. Um, Kids, I'm just going to go through a couple of these things. Uh, One student uh, faints and throws up. That was in Texas. We've got one that cannot breathe, one that had a facial rash, another anxiety and headaches. Uh, One child started breathing heavily and started complaining. Um, One mask caused migraines, another one mental duress, vision problems. And here's one on your website. A doctor gave an ineffective waiver, and the school blocks entrance. So can you just share what is happening with some of these? Can people just go to your website and just enter these, or how do you get these reports of people having issues with masks? This is exclusively a, a crowdsourced um, website, okay. and it's, but really only for, uh, for uh, eyewitnesses like parents and a physician or a teacher to give their direct testimony okay. of what, what kind of harm they have seen come to children. And most of these are parents so far that have talked about their own kids. And the reason I put this up, I have been hearing from people, you know, mama bears out there, those, some of those angry mama bears that didn't like their kids being harmed. And I couldn't prove anything by it. I just heard stories. And mm-hmm. so I thought, well, why not just throw up this site mm-hmm. and see if anybody, you know, has an interest in it and, you know, puts in some reports. Well, in the first two days that I, this site was up, we had over 5,000 visitors and almost 100 of these testimonials put in. Wow. It just blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. And uh, even if you don't have a young child or a school-aged kid in your family, you ought to go and read what these mamas are saying about mm-hmm. their own kids. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I, I'm looking at this now myself. I'm, I read these things. Everyone comes in. This is child abuse. Yes. There's no, there's no other way to look at it. This is outright child abuse, and it needs to stop. Any other situation, if it was sexual abuse, if it was battery, uh, the police would be called immediately, and there would be squad cars, et cetera, et cetera. But this is just slipping under the radar, and it's so wrong 
uh, these, and I'll tell you what, my feeling is that there's, there are angry mama bears across America that are just about to explode because their hands are tied on what they can do. They can't, you know, they can't help their kids. Well, they can say they can pull them out of school. Sure they can. But how many people can do that? A lot of people can't do that. Just can't for a number of reasons. So there's a lot of pressure building in the education system. And this is a class of society. You know, the Bible tells us to be specifically, uh, you know, concerned about young people, about orphans. If you and these are not orphans uh, necessarily, but, um, you know, they're kids that have no ability to defend themselves. They are, they are defenseless. Oh, my goodness. It's, it, just, it's just amazing. I encourage everybody to go to No Master Kids and just yes. spread it around. Yes. If you know somebody has a story, tell them to go there and just click on the submit story, and they could just put it in right there on the spot. Yep. And nomasksforkids.com. There's one a staph infection from a mask. There's an allergic reaction. I'm sure there's a lot of those. Um, anxiety, panic attacks. From kids that didn't have anxiety and didn't have panic attacks before. So many things are going on. I know adults, Patrick. I know, we only have a minute left in this segment. I, I know adults that have had issues just putting on a mask to go grocery shopping. It's like, really? This is what's happening? Um, and it's, it's just so sad. Um, oh, there's, there's so much more to get to, but we've, we've got to take a break. That we're, We are, when we come back, going to address that new Danish study. Um, face masks don't protect against COVID. This is the whole reason, their justification for making the whole country mask up. And now there's studies, more studies coming out. Do they really protect us? Or what do they do? They're doing a lot of damage, but do they do good? So let's talk about that with Patrick Wood when we come back on Standard for the Truth. Keep it right here. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Our guest today, Patrick Wood, Technocracy News and Trends. And um, there's a new study that came out, Danish study, face masks don't protect against COVID. And as soon as it was put out there, uh, we've got the people coming in, even well-meaning people disagreeing with it and i think some people just simply have their minds made up and don't want new information and that's pride but before we get to this article patrick off air we were just talking about hand sanitizer and spike brought up the fact that his daughter his her hands got chapped and dry and she was they were hurting her young kids well people everybody's using hand sanitizer more than we've ever used it probably in our lives but children are using this and then they're washing their hands like 50 times a day. Can you talk some sense into this insanity when it comes to hand sanitizer and keeping our hands clean? You know, I would, I would say read the bottle and just use your brain. <laughs> Every bottle of hand sanitizer I have looked at says it's, it, will, it, will do, it will have an effect on bacteria, mm-hmm. which are so much larger than virus. And also they're, a, a bacteria is a living organism. It's a living cell. And with, with a virus on your hand, and there's studies that show this, by the way, definitively, when you put hand sanitizer on your hand, you're smushing it around, but you're not getting rid of it. It's not, it's not being taken off your hand, it's not, and there's nothing to kill because until the virus, viral particle gets in your body, 
it doesn't replicate. It's not alive per se, like a bacteria is alive. So a hand sanitizer is completely ineffective against a virus. And that's why the doctors will say washing your hands is the only way to get any viral particle off of your hand so that you can't stick your finger in your nose and stuff it up your nose. This is just common sense. Read the bottle. The bottles say <laughs> effective only for, for bacterial, not effective against viruses. And come on, people. Uh, you know, quit this. It just go wash your hands. If, you, if you're afraid you got something on your hands, just go wash your hands and get rid of it that way. Wow. So washing your hands, just like they're trying to tell us, and they've been trying to tell us for so long. Yeah, this sanitizer thing, man, that that, that almost started flying off the shelves as quick as toilet paper did uh, six, or, six or eight months ago. Um, I know. My grandma <laughs> told me to wash my hands when I was a little boy. <laughs> this is not new, right? Oh, no, wow. New technology. Soap and water. Okay, uh, Patrick, this study... Um, Face masks don't protect against COVID. Now, it's a Danish study. Other studies have come out like this, and it says many medical professionals have stated all along that these masks are useless against the spread of a virus. But, Patrick, I guess some confusion comes in when a lot of people say, well, haven't there been studies and haven't there been other, quote, medical experts or professionals that have said or insisted that masks do work? So let's start with that right away, the contradictions possibly. Well, yeah, the, the, whole, the whole business of arguing the science right now is never going to resolve anything because the people that are pushing this narrative don't care about the science. It never was about the science in the first place. In fact, the whole thing was based on pseudoscience from day one. Mm -hmm. um, so when a scientific experiment comes out like this, which was a very thorough um, a very disciplined and detailed study that was uh, like, uh, you know, it had uh, like a double blind, you know, uh, participant uh, in it. It was um, uh, widespread. It had 4,800 uh, participants, I believe, in the whole experiment. And <clears throat> they said uh, they concluded with hard evidence that didn't make any difference. Face mask, no face mask didn't seem to make any difference. And this, mm -hmm. you know, this, this is intuitive for most, for many doctors. It's intuitive because a face mask cannot trap a particle so small as a virus. It's too porous. You just can't do it. And historically, we know that viruses go around. They, they travel around the world. They, they, you know, invade a population. They come and go. And nobody has ever been able to stop a virus, ever. It just, you got to let it do what it's going to do, and you protect the you protect the vulnerable in particular, like uh, you know, like the elderly or some other segment of that you know is particularly vulnerable to something, mm -hmm. and that's about the best you can do. Um, so, what we see with this whole face mask thing right now, the the science is going to be argued forever, and there's never going to be agreement on it. There's always going to be one side saying it's this way, another side saying it's this way, and it's going to be constant argument forever and ever. But here's what here's what's happened on this from this from the get go. The people that started climate change discussions many years ago blamed climate change on people. It was the humans fault that that the world is heating up. Therefore, humans must be punished. 
And that's what we saw with climate, with a whole global warming mantra. You know, everybody said, oh, those people are so whacked out. Who can? They're crazy. Well, those crazy people have transferred their craziness over to this pandemic Mm -hmm. issue. And they are saying now that because you aren't participating, you aren't doing what we say, the spread of the virus is your fault. Wow. You are the blame. Therefore, you must be punished. Yep. And if you don't think, I mean, people may say, well, I've never heard that before. Listen. Yes. Go listen to go listen to Mayor de Blasio for, for even the two-minute segment. Cuomo just said hear. it. Cuomo just said it the other day. Yes. It's your fault. Yep. You are the guilty party, and you need to be punished. We're going to send the police out to make sure you don't have more than three people in your house or whatever. And um, this has nothing to do with the science, you see. This is pseudoscience. It's false. It's fraudulent science that they're using, and they have no interest in the real science that might exonerate humans from being the culprit. Hmm. And, you know, that's why I say this isn't going to be argued till cows come home. It's so sad. Oh, actually, beyond that. And I love this study. I think it's a great one. Okay. It's been spiked by every major media organization in the world. That should tell you something. Sure does. Yeah, if they spike it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just want to read one quote from this article in the study. The masks are important for someone who is infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. That's Dr. Anthony Fauci. He said that in March on 60 Minutes. So he's talking about the elderly. Actually, no, he's not. He's talking about someone who is infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. He said when you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a droplet, but it is not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is, and often there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and touching their face. End quote. So Fauci, he's this is a guy that's gone back and forth. Is he talking out both sides of his mouth here? Oh, yes. He's flip flops better than any politician. <laughs> <laughs> so how do people make sense of that? If these so-called experts are going back and forth, who do you trust? Who do you listen to? Well, I, I know that's just that's the problem that's been set up here. Uh, you know, I can only say for 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 a Christian, especially Go read Second Timothy um, one seven. It says, "For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and listen, and of a sound mind." Amen. Amen. If you don't have a sound mind, you're not going to get any of this. You and the only way to get a sound mind, this is something that God gives us. But I think. A lot of people are in the habit of just throwing common sense out the door, <laughs> and you know, and anything, anything that the, the Bible might have to say about this out the door. And it's it's just amazing that well, it's not really amazing in one sense because the rest of the non-believing world has no basis for a sound mind; they just don't, and that's why we say repeatedly, these people are insane. Well, and yeah, (laughs) 
they are. Well, I think they say one thing one day and next something else the next day, and you know that's crazy talk. Yeah, I think of Romans one. You know, God gave them over to a depraved mind. They have rejected the truth, and uh, we want to go back to this study that uh, the Times reports that the researchers hoped that masks would cut the infection rate by half among wearers, but instead, it says in this case, 1.8% got infected. That's 42 people in this particular group. Compared with 53 in the unmasked group, or 2.1%, the conclusion, the difference was not statistically significant. Patrick, your thoughts? That's right. And there was another study that came out, by the way, that said that people that ended up getting covid <clears throat> and requiring hospitalization, wore masks. Wow. That's, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, we because don't... The, implication, the implication is masks cause more infections than they could possibly prevent. Wow. Wow. Now, there's something we're not hearing that often, or even as a possibility. It's not even being discussed as a possibility that masks are causing more problems. And, that, and this is the issue, and I encourage you, again, to go to nomasksforkids.com. If you have a son or daughter that's dealing with this in public school or wherever, uh, they're having issues, go to nomasksforkids.com because we are not hearing about what problems these masks are causing. Uh, Patrick, we've only got two and a half minutes left. I would just love to get any conclusive thoughts you have on either this study or just to give people some encouragement to keep fighting the good fight and standing up for our free speech and our rights. Well, I tell you, I, we, we have to, we just have to do this. I, it's hard to encourage somebody just verbally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think, but uh, we, we've come to the point in America where we're all in, you know, it's that, that big poker game, you know, <laughs> where, where you push all your chips into the middle of the table and you're out of chips. You don't have any more. You say you're all in, and if you lose that hand, you're out of the game. This is kind of where we are right now in America. Um, we're all in. What, however this plays out, we're not going to have a do-over on this. And freedom and liberty as we know it, our Constitution is on the line. If we lose it, it may, you know, the Lord will come before 600 years to restore it. But, um, <clears throat> you know, this this is what we're facing right now. And if that's, if that's what we're facing, then we got— you know, and we fail, we've got very dark times coming ahead of us. Mm. A lot of persecution. We see the persecution already starting. It's in New York. The Jews are being persecuted in New York. Yes. Christians as well. California is just legendary now on their persecution of churches. It's insane. Um, and it's it's going to spread to every state before we're done. If we If we don't put a stop to it now, there will be massive persecution across the country of Christians. And, you know, I could just see this happening where they're going to end up blaming us for this whole thing because we refuse to go along with the narrative. Boy, Uh, you know, that's coming. We're already being blamed for things by the Democrat media, the activists and big tech and others. We're being censored. But Patrick Wood, I thank you for your uh, insight into some of these issues. I just want to, again, direct people to technocracy news or technocracy dot news. Also, citizens for free speech dot org and nomasksforkids.com. We will put all of these websites in today's podcast notes at standupforthetruth.com. God bless you, brother. Keep fighting the good fight. Have a great Thanksgiving, by the way. Thank you very much. You too. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Bye-bye. All right. When we come back, we'll let you know who is going to be on the show next week. 
Yeah, it's like, wow, Thanksgiving week is, it's Thanksgiving season is among us. So, uh, all right, guys, we'll be right back on Stand Up For The Truth. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now, we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Okay, um, where are we here? Monday, (laughs) coming Monday, we've got young Pastor Eric Jackson back in the studio with us, that troublemaker. Uh, He's got that book, Feral Christian. You can check that out before we uh, uh, talk. We can go to our past uh, podcasts and look up Eric with a C, Eric Jackson. Also, wow, Pastor Shane Eidelman, another troublemaker from California. He's going to be on the show next Tuesday. Can't wait to talk about him. By the way, he's got an article out. His new one is, An Open Letter to Silent Pastors, Fight or Fade Away. He's a pastor out in California, Shane Eidelman. Uh, You will hear from Stefan Broden next week. And then, of course, we have Thanksgiving. And next Friday, Sergeant Mike McGrew, former uh, police officer out there in California, he'll be back with us talking about how uh, what's going on with Backing the Blue and what's happening with uh, some of his uh, ministries out there. Also, I just wanted to encourage you, why has God ordained a virus and allowed it to circulate? So that life in him that can only come through the gospel can be magnified and proclaimed. Why has he allowed this evil and what's happening in our country to highlight his saving grace and righteousness that will one day vanquish all evil? And why does he allow such unpredictable and uncertain times to show us that man is not sovereign? Even our best efforts cannot bring about stability. That can only be found in Jesus Christ, that assurance and peace we can only have because of our hope in him. Christian, you have that hope. It cannot be taken from you. Let's continue to encourage others in the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Well, thanks again for listening. God bless you, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.